everybody. Welcome. It is Wednesday. I know you hear the music. It's time for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Joining us in the studio today, realty expert John Brodeen, and we're going to talk with John right after this. Look, if home feels too big, let's get you a smaller one. And it's okay if the process seems daunting or you're having a hard time letting go. Because our network agents have the expertise to help you downsize and get you to just the right size. Now, let's go get you home. All right, we are back with realty expert John Brodine. John, how are you, man? Hey, I'm good. Good, Thanks good, good. Me. How do you like this weather? Uh, not the best. Well, we knew it was coming. I know, I know. If, <laughs> you know. if it freezes, we're in trouble. Yeah, I was out actually mowing my lawn yesterday. And yeah. uh, when's the last time you could remember mowing your lawn in almost the middle of November? I know, right? I like, I like we're, it. We're getting lucky, but... We'll see how long the luck lasts. Yeah, all this wet stuff. You know, it's going to turn to snow here pretty soon. Yep. You know, uh, we talk with you guys all the time, and, and and I know you guys are basically a 24-7 job. Yeah. Um, but what I would really like to know, I mean, even if you pick a day, uh, let's just talk about a day in the life of a full-time realtor. Yeah. I mean, because you guys, it's, it's all over the place. Yep. Um, and it, it changes a lot from day to day. It changes a lot from season to season, busy season, slow season. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, some of the, you know, people probably think that all realtors do all day is sit around, wait for the phone to ring, show houses, do open houses, um, and just, you know. That's not what you do? Yeah, it's, it, there's a <laughs> lot more behind the scenes than people think. Okay. Um, so some of the things that we're going to be doing on a day-to-day basis, you know, of course, going on listing appointments, meeting with sellers who are thinking about listing their home with us. Oftentimes, they're interviewing multiple agents. So we have to kind of uh, pitch to them and try to win the listing, mm-hmm. um, meeting with new buyer clients, sitting down, explaining the process, um, getting to know them, getting to know their needs before we begin the home search, getting them all set up with everything that they need to do, um, showing homes to buyer clients. So these are some of the kind of obvious ones. Um, negotiating deals, so writing up offers, negotiating offers, accepting offers, um, getting offers on listings that I represent, negotiating with buyers, that sort of thing, negotiating new contracts. Um, we're also going to be negotiating inspections and appraisals. So the negotiating isn't done when a deal gets signed, right? Mm -hmm. So when, uh, inspection happens and there, there are repair requests and that, that sort of thing, if an appraisal comes in low, we need to negotiate those items as well. So constantly being in contact with other agents, um, with your clients, it's kind of a constant, um, on-call thing because whenever anybody has questions they're able to reach me so if if i called you and said uh john brodeen um i I might want to use you as a realtor um i'll probably interview you first but i plan on moving to the grand forks area that whenever yep and this is what i want now when you have this conversation with a a prospective client how much in depth do you get? How much do you pick these people's brains to? Because I'm, I'm guessing you almost got to really know them without knowing them yep. to find out what they want, to find out what you will be looking for for them. Yeah, it, it's very in depth. There's lots of questions I have to ask before I feel like I fully understand their wants and needs well mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, work on their behalf. Um, usually, we sit down and in, in person and. Um, 
you know, we go through their, how many bedrooms and bathrooms they need, the basic stuff. And then we get down into, is there a style home that, a style of home that you want? Is there a style home that you're not interested in? Is there a school district you want to be in? Is there a school district that you won't look at mm-hmm. at all? Neighborhoods you're interested in, neighborhoods you're not at all interested in. Um, do you want something that's, you know, cause needs cosmetic repairs, um, and you're willing to do them yourself. Do you need, do you want something that's completely move in ready? Do you want something that's a complete renovation job? Um, I need to know all of these and, and it goes even more in depth than that. I need to, to know all these things so I can know what the perfect house looks like for them. Um, and that allows me to do my job better for them and allows so, for a, yeah, a more stress-free process for them. So if you're talking to a married couple, <clears throat> I'm guessing you get complete different answers from each of the two. Uh, the guy I would imagine would be, well, uh, garage, yeah. garage, garage, uh, fenced-in yard for the dog. And the wife has probably got a whole different style of questions. Garage for the, well, not to generalize, it, yeah. I've seen it all. But um, <laughs> most common is, you know, the, the husband's interested in... Uh, the garage, you know, we need a certain size garage, we mm-hmm. need a certain size, uh, you know, yard. Um, we want newer roof, newer furnace, newer windows, newer siding, maybe some of that yep. sort of thing. The wife's more interested in, you know, we want an updated kitchen, we want <laughs> uh, updated bathrooms, we want this set up in the kitchen, the functional and the style of it. Um, you know, you do see it all, though. It's not like every, it's not like that's, every single person right but right you you have to combine the two and i've gotten pretty used to that over mm-hmm. over the years where i i can't you you know when a house that checks all the boxes pops sure up. sure yeah exactly all right because I'm, I'm sure it'd be like well that's not what your wife said yeah yeah <laughs> and then that's for them to figure out i'm not yeah, right involved. right i'm not getting involved but i mean uh, again uh, that just all falls into the day in the life of a full-time realtor yep. and i'm sure there's a ton more here yeah so like when, when I meet with a seller, for example, the next thing that I'm going to do is work on a CMA for them. Um, so that involves a ton of market research, finding all those past sales that are similar to their home. That's not the Country Music Awards. No. Okay. What is CMA? Uh, comparative market analysis. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that's when we find all the past sales known as the comps. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to adjust for any differences between the comps and the subject property. And adjusting for square footage difference, adjusting for a difference in maybe updates. One has a new roof, one doesn't. One has new windows, one doesn't. Sure. Uh, One has an updated kitchen and bathrooms, the other doesn't. Uh, When we're looking for comps, we want something that's similar year built, similar square footage, similar style. Um, You know, as the, you know, location, it doesn't have to be like right across the street from the subject property. Mm -hmm. But it either has to be in a very similar location, like, or a very similar neighborhood, um, where you know the neighborhood like a couple neighborhoods that are pretty similar it's like the south end neighborhood where like circle hills windward hills all sure. those streets yep. um versus like the fall creek court neighborhood in the middle of town they're across town from each other but very similar yeah year built for mm-hmm. both of those neighborhoods very similar styles that you'll find in those neighborhoods similar sized homes in both of those neighborhoods um so that gives you a little insight into what we're looking for in a cma also doing market research on um you know, there's a little bit of a lag. You can use comps that are up to a year old, but you want to find the most up-to-date market information, which is going to come from like the active listings. Mm -hmm. So finding out where we want to be price-wise, tons of research goes into that. Um, What else? Uh, Searching for homes for prospective buyers, sending those homes to buyers, doing research on those type of homes for buyers, Um, helping sellers stage their homes, um, giving them advice. Some people need 
you know, some homes need a little bit more help than others. Some sellers, just the way they live in it is practically photo shoot ready. And then others, we need to come up with a big game plan. It might seem overwhelming to them. Um, and that's where I can help out a lot with that sort of situation. You know, that's just uh, going through some of these things. And again, uh, I've stressed this a million times. We all have on this uh, on this podcast, but get a hold of your realtor early. Yes. I mean, and your list goes on. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's not like we're doing all these things every day. It's usually a combination Mm -hmm. of them, but it just gives people an idea of some of the behind the scenes things that we're doing all the time. Um, You know, very, it's a very busy job, sometimes more busy than others. Yeah. So you basically don't punch a time clock. Nope. Not at all. Um, Your job, unless you say, okay, look, I'm out of the office, I'm going on vacation. Uh, you're always working, but I would imagine even on vacation, you probably still get calls. Yep, yep. I'm still available to my clients, you know, text messaging all the time, some phone calls. Um, I usually have somebody here covering mm-hmm. for me if, if appointments need okay. to be called in person, people need to get into homes, that sort of thing. So it's it's something where you always have to be, um, sure. you know, it, constant service to the clients. Um, so when a new listing comes up, setting up the whole marketing plan for that listing, getting that marketing plan implemented, advertising that listing everywhere, um, lining up contractors for repairs. Like sometimes uh, there's repairs requested from a home inspection mm-hmm. report. Um, that's something that I always help the sellers with. Not everybody you know, knows a guy for this. Sure, sure. So getting contractors in there, letting them in the house if the house is vacant, managing that process, making sure it gets done. Um, working closely with the lender and the title company while a home's under contract. I have a transaction coordinator that is doing that constantly, and I'm kind of helping her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really good, so I completely trust her to handle it. But a lot of times I'm overseeing that process, yep. making sure everything's happening on time. Um, scheduling showings and inspections uh, for active clients and homes that have just gone under contract. That's another part of what we do. Um, constant communication with the other agents, the other clients, you know, if I've got somebody looking for something and there's no homes that are on the market that they're interested in talking to my network of other agents to try to find something that's coming up. If I have a listing coming up, letting my network of agents know about that, keeping those relationships good with the other agents. That's, I I totally believe you've got to treat the other agents like gold because that those are people you're going to have relationships with for many, many years. And you're going to do multiple deals a year with some of these agents. So having good trust and good rapport and a good relationship with them is really important and benefits your clients in the long run. You know, I know a lot of people that are part-time realtors. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and the things that you are talking about are some of these things I didn't realize. Uh, I didn't realize that you're dealing with contractors and things like that, too. But I don't know how anybody could be a part-time realtor and do a good job of, of being that. Yeah, it's probably... Um, that or you never get any sleep. Yeah, they, they probably don't have a very heavy workload, mm-hmm. um, but they're going to be rusty every time they do run across a deal. Yeah, you know, it, if they're it, doing one deal every two months. Right, and, and basically yeah. what it boils down to for me is um, a, a full-time realtor is the way to go. I mean, yeah. just talking with you right now and the things you do and, and basically being on call all the time. Yep, and, and for somebody who's part-time, they, they might try their best, but they're they're not going to have the same connections. They're mm-hmm. not going to have the same kind of rhythm and pulse on the market. Um, some of them can do an all right job, but you're going to get a higher level of service from somebody who's a full-time professional. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I mean, not, we're not knocking the part-timers. Yeah, no, well, we kind of are, but well, a little bit. Right. Okay. <laughs> there's some that are good. There's some that are terrible. Yep. Just like yep. with anything, it, it's more rare to find a really good or a, even a decent part-time. Okay, realtor. okay. Um, but... 
yeah, it's it's something where uh, yeah, your your full time agents they're gonna they're gonna deliver a higher level of service, and it's not a cheap service. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't realize like it's it's expensive to hire a realtor when you sell your home. Sure, um, it's it's probably it's better than the alternative of sure. trying to do it yourself. Absolutely, but it's not an easy asset to liquidate, and to you could maybe liquidate it, but to get every single penny out of it, that's where you really need a professional. A good realtor, good full time realtor, is worth every penny and more. Um, the worst realtors in town are probably the most overpaid for the amount of work and the amount of value that they bring. So you, you never know. It's one of those things that could bite you in the butt after it's all said and done certainly. if you do not have a realty expert. Yeah, it's it's good to interview multiple people, even mm. if you feel you know it, interviewing multiple people. I always feel a little bit better if somebody picks me after interviewing multiple people. Mm-hmm. Well, sure, because I know that they are confident in the choice that they've made. Absolutely, they, they've seen what else is out there and that they probably trust me even more after talking to some of my competitors mm-hmm. um, versus somebody who, you know, just picked somebody because they were related or picked somebody. Yeah. Because they like were, the name of their name, like the sound of their name or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's always good knowing that the client trusts me and that relationship ends up working out better. I'm, they trust me more. So they're able to utilize me more mm-hmm. and um, they get the most out of it. Um, yeah. So, these are all working with active clients. This is managing the business that I have. Some other things, you know, um, yeah, going to closings and final walkthroughs, managing the pending sales from contract to close along with my transaction coordinator. This is working on business I already have. Um, the other side of being a realtor is finding new business. So as you probably know, we're pretty much all of us are commission only. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the, the pay structure for being a realtor. Sure. So you have to find the business. You have to be good at finding the business, and you have to be good at um, servicing the business. So these are all things for servicing the business, finding the business, some things that we're doing kind of behind the scenes, and you have to keep this engine going or else you're going to run out. Right, right. right. So, uh, you know, developing ad campaigns, um, how we're going to adver- how I'm going to advertise myself. This is different than advertising the listing. I mm-hmm. have to advertise myself as yeah. well. Um, calling leads that come in, you know, following up with leads. If you forget to follow up, they sometimes they forget about you exactly so you got to yep. stay in touch with those prospects mm-hmm. um you know a lot of this comes down to just sales and advertising stuff um attending networking events pe- meeting people that are within my sphere of influence yep being face to face with them keeping top of mind with them um touching base with past clients you know you don't forget about these people you, it's a relationship you you get to know a lot of them really really well and you really get to like a lot of them um, so following up with them, seeing how they're doing, seeing what's new in their life. You know, I'm Facebook friends with a ton of my past clients. Sure. It's nice to just see what's going on in their lives and, uh, touching base from time to time just to say what's up. Um, talking to for sale by owner sellers. A lot of times a for sale by owner seller, um, isn't going to successfully sell for sale by owner. They're going to try it for a little while. It's not going to work out. It's going to be more hassle than they expected. And at some point in time, they're going to want to interview a few realtors and finally pick one. So it's a way of introducing myself, throwing my name in the hat so that, you know, I'm part of that conversation when they go to pick somebody. Right, right. Um, Sometimes the first call, they're not too happy to talk to you. They think they can do it themselves. And then maybe second or third call, they're a little more happy to hear from you. And then eventually they're really happy to hear from you. (laughs) Eventually they cave and say, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. And it's not caving, you know, it's, I'm, I'm fine with somebody trying it themselves. If sure. I was to advise somebody, I'd say, don't try it yourself mm-hmm. because you ruin a little bit of that pop you get when you first hit the right. market because right. it's not a brand new listing anymore, but you certainly can try it yourself. And, um, 
And, you know, there's, there's challenges that come your way. Some people, it's kind of like gambling a little bit. Um, so uh, creating social media content, that's big. You got to stay um, active on social media, put out content that's valuable. That takes some time and effort and thought. Um, sending out mailings, generating leads with online ads, uh, touching base with other people in your sphere of influence, like friends and family, and sending out like mailers to your database. Oh, yeah. And there's a whole bunch more that goes into advertising. Um, but you do have to constantly keep that engine running along with servicing your active business to keep your business alive. Again, all things John Brodeen has mentioned are reasons why, if you're thinking or buying or selling your home or buying a new home, get a hold of your realty expert, John Brodeen, as soon as you think you're going to yep. do it, because yep. all this stuff takes a little bit of time. Yeah. How do we get a hold of realty expert, John Brodeen? Uh, cell phone number is 701-213-5428. If you don't already like my Facebook business page, John Brodeen, Berkshire Athway Realtor, I post all sorts of valuable content on there. It's a way for you to get to know me, stay in touch, stay on top of the market. And yeah, like you said, John, uh, if you're thinking about buying or selling, get in touch with me earlier. You'll get way more value out of that relationship and it'll be a lot less stressful for you because you won't be rushed. All right, there you go. That's a day in the life of a full-time realtor, and I'm guessing there's a whole bunch more that uh, John probably didn't realize he wrote down. <laughs> uh, John Brodine will be back again on Friday with your uh, Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Tell you what, if you're buying a home or selling your existing home and it needs a little bit of work like John was talking about, might I steer you towards executive properties? They do all types of commercial and residential work. And this rain you see is going to turn into snow. They also do snow removal, and they've got a couple of openings left. Get a hold of them, 701-330-1273, or go to executiveproperties.org. Let John Brodine, realty expert with Berkshire Hathaway and Executive Properties, hook you up. Until Friday, that is your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast.